0: Hello! And welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. My name is Michael, and we are here tonight for a special detention-ish live show. We are going to kind of go through the detention format, but we're also going to talk a little bit about Action 12 Cinema. Uh, It is basically one hour and 15 minutes until that Kickstarter ends, and I am hopeful... That there'll be some activity in this last hour and we can chat about it. I'll talk a little bit about the game, about the Kickstarter, my, my experiences with it, the both good and the bad, uh, kind of what the plan is, all that kind of good stuff. So if anybody's here watching, happy to have you here with us. Uh, my co-host, as usual, for at attention is Chris. Chris, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, so no guests tonight. It's just you and I. We've done this Many times before, so we kind of know what's yeah. happening. And with the whole uh, catac- or Action 12 Sema thing, I didn't really want to get a guest in here and then keep talk- <laughs> talking over them, ignore <laughs> them. I'll do that to you, but not to them. Um, Fair enough. So we'll just kick things off with, uh, yeah, we got uh, 73 minutes left, according to Kickstarter. Uh, we are currently at $7,070, which is... Amazing. Nice. Uh, we funded at $5,012. So we've we've hit our second stretch goal today, but we are almost $1,000 from that third one. So I have a hard time believing we're going to get there. But hey, I don't know. We, we've we done like $1,000 in pledges today, i.e. 24 hours. So maybe, maybe we'll get there in the next hour. Uh, it would be awesome if we did, because honestly, this third one is the one I was most excited about, which is why I strategically put it at the third one, hoping that would also encourage other people to want to get there, you know? Um, But, man, it's been a wild ride, but I, I guess I'll get into that a little bit. I will start with you, as we always do, extracurricular. What you been up to lately, buddy?
1: Uh, very busy at work. They've put some new goals for us, and we're pushing hard. Um, beyond that, you know, we, we did the faculty retreat, which was a lot of fun. And then about the only thing new is that that second season of Shadow and Bone is out. Okay, Yep, I uh, somehow don't remember most of the first season, other than I remember that I really liked it. And, well, that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, I may just start the whole season series over and start from the beginning and work my way up to where we are now because there's a lot of characters that I'm trying to remember who they are and how they relate to each other and all that fun stuff. But
0: yeah, I never got into Shadowland. Like I, I don't know the books. But like I got, there was a lot of people who really loved it, and it was kind of a big deal when it came out. And I watched the first couple episodes, and I, I thought it was okay. Like I wasn't like, what the hell is this? But it, I didn't just connect with really anybody enough that I wanted to keep going with it.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm excited because I saw that they did greenlight second season for Lockwood and Company. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, I definitely I really like that one. We get to find out what's behind the door.
0: The door, I spoilers. I don't know. I'm gonna guess it's the ghost of his dead parents. That's my thought, too. That they're trapped in there in some way, like iron, so they can't get out, but they're still in there. That would be my guess.
1: Or my other thought was it's the ghost of who killed his parents and he oh. killed that person, which would take the show in a dark direction.
0: Oh, okay. I don't I, know. You know what? That might be the more interesting version, to yeah. be honest with you.
1: Or that's the overcomplicated storyteller that's in my head that says, we can make this way more complicated than it needs to be. But sometimes that's good, though. I mean, because I I
0: think the dead parents is like the obvious. I think like that's kind of what everyone expects it to be. So I kind of hope it's not that. So yours is better by the, the fact that it's not so obvious.
1: Guess we'll wait and see when it comes out. Yep. I did hear that they're not doing another season of Willow.
0: I, so I heard that, but then I, then Luke Kasdan came out and said, hey, hey, not so fast. Um, and so I think there's been some chatter that they might do like a comic or something like there's probably not going to be another show, right. but that the story itself is not dead. So there might be like a novelization, maybe animated comics. So there might be more to the story, but the show itself is probably gone. Yeah,
1: so. that's I read that too. But, you know, somebody else came out and said, "No, oh, no, they're not done. All the crew has been released from their contracts. So unless something changes in the next year, i.e. somebody buys Disney and redoes it, yeah. it's not gonna happen. So and I don't have that pocket change to buy Disney.
0: No, so. you know, I, I would have, but I actually bought avocado toast today. So I'm yes. cannot also afford to buy Disney today.
1: Maybe tomorrow. We'll see how. Maybe it goes. tomorrow, yes.
0: <laughs> but I'll probably have the avocado toast tomorrow too. It's pretty good. It's less work. Actually, I have been eating out a ton lately, which is frustrating. I don't particularly enjoy it anymore, but my kids are so busy. Like, Mm -hmm. there's school, and then they both have after school activities. One they have together, they have two separate ones. And it's just like, we literally don't have time. It's like, I got to pick this one up at like four and get them to another thing. And then I got to leave that one there and go pick up the other one and get the other thing. So it's like, we're just eating in the car in between stuff. And it's... Like they love it. Like we had the other day, we had pizza four days in a row, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And they're both like, Yes. I mean, they were excited to have pizza four days in a row. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible parent. Uh, <laughs> but next week is spring break. So we are buying groceries, and I'm going to be cooking
1: next week for us. That's so funny that because my son just had spring break first, well, the same week we had the faculty retreat. Okay. But I mean, he's in college. So it's just funny how they plan the times different. Uh, yeah. there's that conspiracy nod in me that says ah the tourism industry knows to keep them separate <laughs> so they can stretch things out but maybe it's not that complicated either yeah
0: so. uh, your buddy uh, Tripp is in uh, chat with us hey Skip how you doing there buddy yeah uh, so yeah so our spring break is next week um, there's like we had, like I, I work at the School of Innovation, which is a small, it's a Montessori slash Kappa school. Kappa is like homeschool. So we like manage the homeschool for the entire district of Corbin. Uh, and then we have a K through 12 Montessori school. I think we have like maybe 130 students. Like if every class is full, I bet we didn't have 30 people in the building today and three of them went homesick. Like, I I was playing nursemaid all day. I was taking people over to the main school to the nurse. Uh, We took four students over. Three of them got sent home sick. It was, like, wild. Crazy. I'm hoping that by the end of spring break, everybody will be over whatever it is. I I have managed so far, fingers crossed, knock on wood, to to bypass it. Like, I'm dodging bullets uh, and viruses and stomach bugs. But uh, eventually, I'm going to get hit. That's just the way it works. So, anyways, I interrupted you. What were you talking about? A lot of the stuff you've been up to.
1: Oh, uh yeah life did hit me pretty hard with scout stuff especially we've missed a couple of our recordings of the dragon lance but we're gonna jump back into it sunday to get caught up with the days we missed so we're gonna get back to it i'm excited uh the the third game they really well we really hit our stride and found the characters and found the story so i'm excited to see where it goes
0: nice so speaking of dragon lance to interrupt you again uh, we did the review not too long ago. You and Tom reviewed the book, and I remember you were actually pretty positive on it. I think Tom uh-huh. was mostly positive. And I reviewed yep. the game, and I think I gave it like a B, maybe even like a C plus. I think I gave him like a B-, minus because it seemed like it was too complicated for a light game, but not really strategy-heavy enough for like a heavy game. I wasn't exactly sure who it was for, but I said, you know what? I haven't played it. This is all just reading the rules and watching some videos um, so maybe if I'll get a chance at the faculty retreat, we'll try it and then I'll come back and I'll update my review. So I did not get a chance to play it at the faculty retreat, but several people did try. And they ended up writing a note that says, dear God, please do not ever play this game and put that note inside the box and then sealed it up like the Necronomicon, <laughs> hoping it never to be revealed again. So I can't update my review, but I can say firsthand from four other people. They would give them an F minus.
1: Yeah. They don't even get through the rules and actually play it.
0: I think they got it set up, and I think yeah. they, like, each took one turn, and they were like, no. it's." A... They may not have even got a full turn on each person because Kaylee was talking about how they, uh, she got, like, half a turn or one turn, and she's like, I do not want to take another turn.
1: Yeah. I think that they made it too complicated Cause you're supposed to play your characters crossing this big battle and then the battle happens around you. Well, that's just too, I think they put too much into it. It would have just been better to have, you know, like a, a simple zombicide type setup where here's the scenario you have to get from here to there, try not to die, fight your way through it. That would have been better to me. But. Yeah.
0: So, That's disappointing. But uh, if anyone out there is listening, if you particularly enjoy it, it's the new Shadow of the. What else? <laughs> War, it's a Warriors of Cringe, Shadow of, of the Something uh, of the- board game. If you really yeah. like it, I'd love to hear from you. I really would. And I would happily share that in a future show that there are people out there who really, really enjoy it. Um, my limited experience has not been super positive. So, yeah. all right. Any goose, continue. I'll try not to interrupt nope. you. For more than 12 seconds.
1: That's that's really all that's been going on. Uh, Hoping that my life will start to slow down with other activities so I can focus on some projects I actually want to do.
0: Tell me about it. Uh, So as for me, I have been busy this last three weeks with the catac- or I keep saying a catacomb with the Action 12 Cinema Kickstarter because every time we do a Kickstarter it's a catacon, it's on my brain uh, and we actually are starting to ramp that up so it will be soon there will be stuff coming out about that uh, but it has been a journey let me tell you uh, I know intellectually a lot about how the Kickstarter process works mm-hmm. I was not ready emotionally for <laughs> the way it works I was extremely depressed depressed. I had anxiety. There were several times I'm like, I'm just going to cancel it. I don't even want to do it anymore. Uh, And thankfully I had some people around me who were like slapping me, you know, like in the old airplane movie, like snap out of it. (laughs) Um, actually don't physically violent anybody. But anyways, I had people talk me out of that and I'm very glad that I didn't end up doing anything drastic, but it's, it's emotional. It's, it's a wild ride. I mean, when people pledge, it's like an instant validation of your work. But when you go a week, with nothing or like, God forbid, as it happens, people cancel pledges or there's a couple of times where people would pledge and then within an hour they would cancel their pledge. And I don't, I don't understand the, what they were in their head was going through, but I mean, I understand no one owes me anything, but it, everything affected me much more than it should have. So it was a very unhealthy three weeks. Let me tell you.
1: Huh. So would you do it again? No, no, I would not. <laughs>
0: Um, which enough. is sad because I'm going to do an, a catacon Kickstarter, which that is different. Yeah. I, I mean, I have still have a lot of anxiety around the catacon Kickstarter, but it's, it's different. Cause I've done that one so many times. I know what, what more to expect. And it's not truly a validation on me as much as just the event, which is not just me. There's so many people that are part of no. that, where this is basically my game and my book. Um, Speaking of which someone just canceled their pledge. So uh, as we were talking, someone, Oh, now it's back. That's weird. Um, because it's back to where it was. Maybe they're just, maybe they're listening and they're just messing with me. Could be. Nope. It's changed again. It went down again. I don't know. I need to stop looking <laughs> at it. Um, but I have other games uh that I want to eventually try to produce. I have one that's not close, but it's the closest. And I think it would be the quickest to get ready. And I was really hoping to use this as sort of like a springboard. Like if it does well, people, you know, do get the book and they they like the game. And I've built up a little bit of reputation as someone who can complete a Kickstarter and actually get a game developed and get it to people. And you know, even if not everybody likes it, the fact that you can go through the process and actually get the book out is something to you know to hang your hat on. I don't know that I could do this again. I really don't. I don't know that I could make a game and then use it this way. I, I might, if I, if I decide to finish the other game, I might try to do something different, maybe go to a publisher and try to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know that I can handle. Like it, I'm not again, I'm not trying to like woe is me, but I was depressed early on. Like I was literally like in not in a good head, mental headspace the first few days. Um, and I
1: don't really want to feel that way again. I don't blame you. I don't think I'd want to do one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, well, yeah, I'm not gonna put that much time and mo- effort into developing one like you have. I just don't have that that drive or that desire to do that. I would rather just sit down and play. You know, I'm good at finding a rule system and just making it do what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. So I've never had that drive to to be a game designer. But,
0: yeah, it was. Again, know, it wasn't like I said many times this game started as a joke. Like I was just trying to be silly And it seemed like I kind of had an, enough of a kernel of I an idea that people kept encouraging me going, you know This was this was fun. And so like, okay, well, I'll try to make it more fun And they're like, this is fun. And then it kind of went from being a joke to being a real thing and then just because I'm in the space and I know the people who've done it, and I've used Kickstarter before. It just felt sort of like, okay, this, this is like a natural extension. Um, so it wasn't like I sat down going, I want to be a game designer and I'm going to design mm-hmm. a game. It was more like I'm, doing this stupid little thing through a catacon and through the RPG Academy. And just and then I kind of ended up with a game. I'm like, well, I guess I should do a thing with it. And, you know, and again, I've always wanted to be an author. I've wanted, you know, to have a book with my name on it. So th- those things have been in my head for a very long time. And this kind of helps fulfill that as well. So for that, I mean, I'm glad I did it this time. I just don't know if I'm going to be emotionally able right. to do it again.
1: Yeah. I've, I understand that. I said I wouldn't want to do
0: it. Uh, Beyond that, um, I launched a new podcast for, I say work, but I shouldn't say work because it's not work. It's through that AmeriCorps service program that I'm a part of. And we've got the first two episodes are out. I've been getting some really good feedback from the AmeriCorps and the Healthy Minds Alliance people. They are really liking it. Um, I'm interviewing AmeriCorps service members. I've interviewed a couple host sites. These are the people who basically bring in the service workers. And they have also been giving me some very good feedback. I'm doing a really good job like interviewing and they make everybody feel comfortable, even though some of them have never podcasted before. It makes me feel really good, but no one's listening. Uh, There's like 13 listens, you know, (laughs) which is nothing. Uh, But I'm hoping that it will catch up over time and more and more people will listen in. So I will just say here, please, if you're listening to this now, go to the podcast. It's called Healthy Minds Alliance. And give it a rating, give it a review. I mean, I know if you, if you don't listen, it's hard to give it a review, but give it a rating, give it a five stars just because you're listening to me and you wanna help me out. Uh, Cause the more and more people that, that do that, it'll get moved around in the algorithm and more people are likely to find it. And it just looks better when people are searching for stuff. So um, it would be really appreciated. Um, AKA Miller72 has joined us in chat. Welcome friend, I'm glad you're here with us tonight. Yes. Um, I have gotten back into painting minis. I I have, like, I'm not a big minis person, but I have. Oh, it's Louanika. Okay, sorry, I didn't recognize the um, the the name at first, Louanika. Thank you, buddy. Oh. Um, you're still welcome, even if I don't do or don't know your name. <laughs> but I have all kinds of these minis, and then in particular, it was when we played Zombie Marvel Zombie Side at the faculty retreat, and it's like I'm really going to want to paint these minis. Like, if nothing mm-hmm. else, these are the minis that I'm going to want to paint. And I've been thinking about. Getting an airbrush for a while. And it's finally, again, it's part of it was the depression. Like, you know, retail therapy is absolutely a thing I do. So I bought an airbrush and a compressor. And like, I, you know, and this was, again, you know, I spent my money. I didn't spend any k- k- Kickstarter money, but I spent my money in getting this whole setup put together, several hundred dollars. Uh, so I have an airbrush now. I have a little spray booth. I have, I have I have everything that you could possibly have at, at a budget, um, and I've been doing some work, and I have to say I really like priming with an airbrush. Uh, that was one of the things I, I never really liked doing before because they just I, one I wasn't good at it that looked really ugly. Once you put the paint on, it covers it, but just them look primed look gross. Uh, priming with an airbrush is pretty. It's like and then you just got this. Great, and I and also I'm priming with black now. I've, I've told that's better because it helps you with the shadows. So if if you don't quite cover, rather than having white poking through, which looks weird, you have shadow poking through. So it actually helps enhance the the minis a lot. I'm sure there's some examples where white prime would be better, but anyway, I'm priming with black. They look great. So I've been. Testing things out and playing around today, I broke out my version of the Marvel Zombie Side uh, retail version, and I primed all those minis. One of them is Black Panther, so guess what? It's almost done. Uh, it looks really good. I just need to go back and add a little brown to the tree trunk he's standing on. But uh, but that one looks really good already.
1: Yeah, we did play Marvel Zombies a couple times since the faculty retreat, and I figured out a couple rules we were doing wrong and a couple things mm. that actually made it a little easier for us to win in a way
0: okay um, i did find when i played the retail version it was much easier than mm-hmm. my experiences with the with the base game i didn't know if that was a the it be being a superhero version or if it was just updates because you know not everybody likes to play a game where you play for three hours and you lose yeah so making it slightly easier probably was it's sort of like the reverse of power creep in a way you know the longer mm-hmm. it goes they keep making changes to make it easier um so, anything, any big rule changes? Maybe you can help our audience, anyone who's about to get it. Something you figured
1: out? Well, the first one is with the hunger, because since you're playing the zombies, um, every time you roll a one, you actually are supposed to increase your hunger. Ooh, so you okay. Actually, end up rolling more dice quicker. Oh, okay, because you're getting up. Okay, yeah, but then you have to manage that hunger at the same time. So it was a. It made the game go quicker. It made us actually be able to defeat the shield agents a little faster. Mm, Gotcha. Um, That and there's just a couple of the little things that, you know, the way we were doing the specialist airdrop, I read Mm -hmm. the card wrong. So I thought every time you moved up a level that added an extra specialist wherever it was dropping. And at one point I'm like, I have to drop 18 miniatures (laughs) and they only gave me 12.
0: Yeah, that and, seems weird.
1: I'm like, and when you run out of miniatures, they get an extra activation. I'm like, Well, we're dead. Like Yeah. And then I went online and somebody was like, I don't understand the same rant basically I was just yeah. having. And then somebody else goes, Actually, if it's during the hero phase, you add the three to the room. If it's during the enemy phase, you just do one specialist per zombie hero that's on the board. Ah, uh, gotcha. I'm like, well, that makes a whole lot better sense. So yeah, once we figured that out, we weren't dying.
0: <laughs> All right, nice. Well, again, I'm glad you you figured that out. I looked. I still haven't got got mine. I didn't do the first wave shipping, so I'm I'm anxiously waiting. I'm still getting the updates. I think it's this year at some point. Hopefully by a Catacomb, I'll have them. I probably won't have them painted by then. But uh, my goal, I'm actually off tomorrow. I have to work a double on Friday. I work part-time at the school I'm at. I have to work a full on Friday for a training. So I'm taking tomorrow off. And since I got my airbrush, everything's set up. I got them all primed. I'm going to try to paint the, the Marvel zombie minis tomorrow. Because on the retail version, the minis are all just the heroes. Yeah. And there's like the superhero zombies. All the shield agents and stuff are all just cardboard tokens so I don't have there's I think there's maybe 10 minis total and I won't get them done tomorrow but I'm going to try they're all primed I'm going to try to get a few of them done I'm going to start with Hulk uh, probably start with Black Panther honestly because he's almost almost done because he's already painted black. Uh, But the Hulk is the one I want to focus on and try to get him done uh, and play around with that. Uh, So Critthulu, aka Ralph, has jumped in um, wanting to get into mini painting. Uh, He recently got a job. He's now working in the TTRPG sphere. Um, And uh, apparently they have a company-wide craft mini painting night, which is awesome. That's very cool to have a a company that supports your geekery like that. Uh, And then Liwanika is just sharing that they too have a lot of unpainted minis. So uh, and then the last thing I'll say is I did get to see the D and D movie. I will not spoil anything. I will say I really liked it. It uh, I thought it did what it needed to do. It, is it is it great? Like is it a Lord of the Rings movie? No, it is not. It is not Lord of the Rings. If you're if you're hoping for Lord of the Rings but D and D, this is not that movie. Um, I would say it's more akin to a Marvel movie, which for me is a good thing because I love the Marvel movies, uh-huh. but. It's maybe one of the better Marvel movies. Like, I didn't really care for Ant-Man and Mania all that much. It was, like, it was okay, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a better Marvel movie, but it's not also Infinity War. It's not Winter Soldier. Right. It's not the upper echelon of Marvel. It's like a pretty good Marvel movie. Uh, there's a ton of Easter eggs. Most of them I didn't get because I'm not that... Uh, up to date on the Forgotten Realms like it's never been a favorite setting of mine it's it's, it's 100% set in Forgotten Realms okay. and I've listened to other people on podcasts and some uh, reviews I read talking about you know in the background there's this person or there's this or this thing or like, sometimes they're showing maps and like there's a name on the map of a thing uh, so if you are into Forgotten Realms there's a ton more Easter eggs uh, some of the best gags are in the trailers but there's a couple that were not in the trailers at least I didn't see that I thought were really funny one in particular really cracked me up and I went and saw it with my boys uh, they also really liked it and they also liked that one joke so I, I give it a solid B absolutely great movie. glad I saw it in the theater am I going to revisit it every year like Lord of the Rings probably not uh, but I would like to see more like the the team that made this movie make more D&D movies huh. wow
1: well, that makes me feel a little more positive I was just so nervous that they were just going to go the complete comedy route and it was going to bug me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I do have slightly different uh, tastes. I've, I've seen a few things where we differ wildly. So you may not enjoy it, but uh, I would, I'd be interested to hear what you had to say when you do see it.
1: Yeah. I won't catch any of the Easter eggs either. I wasn't a forgotten realms guy. You do it in dragon I'll probably be the guy in the back going, Hey Michael, this is that. Hey, that's yeah. that. This is that guy. Ooh, you don't want to go that way. And you'd probably be like, shut up. I, I don't understand. Yeah.
0: We're so. all the gods. <laughs> um, all right. So we got 50 minutes left on the Kickstarter. We are still, we are now back down again. We did lose one backer. sure there's yeah. a good reason. But uh, so we, we went backwards just a little bit. Hopefully we'll at least get back up to where we were. Um, before it's in, but we we will move on. So we're gonna move into 10 things. This is our first improv game that we do here. And this is where we just uh, try to prompt each other to come up with a list of 10 things. The idea is immediacy is more important than accuracy. So a good list is not as fun as a uh, quickly compiled list. See, I'm great at improv, you can tell I'm so good at words. Uh, So Chris, do you wanna go first tonight in terms of giving a prompt or receiving a prompt?
1: Uh, The dice says to uh, receive. It is always best to receive.
0: All right, um, all right. Give me ten fake Easter eggs that might be in the D and D movie.
1: Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, Elminster. One. I th- think he's in Forgotten Realms. Uh, there's a beholder that runs the Thief Guild. Two. Uh, characters from Critical Role. Three. Uh, let's see. Uh, characters from Star Wars. Four. That would be unusual. Yeah. Uh, Dragons cooking. Five. Uh, You in the background. Six. That'd be a fun cameo. That would be. (laughs) Uh, People rolling dice in the background. Seven. Uh, One of the writers in the background. Eight. Uh, One of the pictures from one of the old player handbook on the front. Nine. And, uh... Two dragons arguing over a kobold.
0: Yeah. It okay. was, in fact, a list of 10 things. Nice. Nice. Oh,
1: Lee Winika says he'll join me on the Dragon Lance movie.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Lee yeah. says I should have said characters playing Action Cinema 12 instead of Dragon Chest. I would like to see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see since we've got the Kickstarter out there, um, would you give me a list of 12 Kickstarter? Or 12. 12? I'm looking at Action Cinema 12 on the screen. How about uh, a list of 10 Kickstarters uh, you'd like to see happen someday? Ooh, man.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I'll say uh, Thief Down and Out, which is the other game I'm working on, which may or may not happen. Um, um, a Catacon 47, because that means it's still happening and I'm still alive. Two? Um... Uh, oh, my God. I, my brain is melting. Uh, Nintendo, the original Nintendo Famicom retro controller. I don't know. I'm Three. sorry. This is bad. This is terrible. Um, uh, the He-Man one that I missed. i like for them to do that one again. All right. Four. Um, D&D7. Five. They're going to go crowdfunding. Uh, uh, time Machine. Six. Uh, a Blender that's solar-powered. Seven. Um an an unfolding boat like a DD magic item. Eight. she beholders. Nine. Um a goblin scratch and stiff sicker set. <laughs> Ten.
1: Hey. hey,
0: that was that was tough. That was yeah. that was that was a hard one. I, I think I didn't have to do twelve. <laughs> All right, so that moves it moves us into our uh what we usually call used books, and this where we talk about a campaign that we have played or ran and we're trying to mine it for lessons learned, things we can do differently, things we can improve upon. I haven't really been playing a lot, that has been part of my issue. Here is that uh my streaming game died, uh, the game I was playing in with Cthulhu it's kind of died, and I haven't done a lot of playing. I've, I've been playing with my kids, but I think I've talked about that. Um, enough. Have you been playing at all? Is there anything you want to talk about? Because if not, we can. You know, we don't have to follow that uh, just, format tonight.
1: Just the Dragonlance game. I took you know a little break from doing some of the other stuff I was doing just because I needed to. I had too much going on in the world that I wasn't. I didn't feel like I could put the real effort into it that I wanted to put into it. And maybe effort's not the right word, but I just didn't feel like my heart was in it at the moment. I needed to Mm. take a break from it. So I will say running a module like this or a pre-written adventure has been a learning curve for me. I've never really read or ran one like this. So when I had to do things out of order, it became a little bit of a struggle. And we had to do that because one of the players couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So I just reversed the order of some things. But to change the way that it's written was actually a lot more difficult than I thought because they've already got it set up to go from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. And if I'm putting B before A, well now it didn't quite flow as smooth as I would like it to have. Um, I also finding that sometimes I look down and literally read things out of the book. You know, it says, you know, quote, read this to the player type thing. right? And I need to just paraphrase that in a way, put it in my own words. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be exactly what's in there just because i don't know i feel like i'm just kind of boringly reading through you know and now you walk across yeah. the bridge that is shaky and wobbly so I, I will
0: say a lesson learned for me again I, I almost never run modules so i i don't do a lot of box text uh part of the reason is i don't like doing box text I, i've always found it to be just not immersive so my advice is hey, definitely paraphrase it into your own words or just lean into it and read it in like a most over, like, the most exaggerated, you know, like, really almost, like, Shakespeare it up, like, and you come before the castle! You know, and, like, really just, like, let them know. Like, don't even try to hide that you're doing box right. text. Like, <clears throat> hold up the book and then, like, is really go into it. One or the other would be my advice. Right.
1: Almost like a narrator. Like, yeah, a Kind TV of, show. yeah. Like, like
0: yeah. don't try to hide it. Be like, now we're narrating.
1: Yeah. I, the third The third episode is where I really found my groove and the players found their groove you know they had some npcs in there that you know they build them up and they're supposed to kind of go with you throughout the story which i really like and i, I think i really started nailing those npcs in the feel that they wanted for them and did it in the right way you know they had a heckler in there that i'm like well if we were sitting around my table having a few adult beverages it would go a little rough because the heckler would also be drunk. So there would be a little you know, adult language, but I didn't want the game to go that route. So trying to heckle and not go that route took me a second to think. And mm-hmm. I was actually kind of impressed with myself on how I was able to still heckle and build the scene up, but not go blue in a way. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I don't know that reference. If that's a quote from something, it's over my head. I don't know. I don't know what Leo and means. We will not leave the half-achieved helper until her ashes she lies buried. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know that one either.
0: That sort of sounds like a riddle. Maybe.
1: Or he typed it in the wrong chat.
0: <laughs> Could be. Yes. So, um,
1: um, but yeah. yeah anyway, I, I've been you know enjoying that. I guess kind of the challenge of trying to learn how to do it and get myself out of my own comfort zone, because for years I've just been, all right. Oh, he says it's from Shakespeare. Oh, oh. guess guess who doesn't know Shakespeare well? Yeah, I never got past Henry the Third.
0: Like I guys. just I, I gave up after the third one, the trilogy. Just I thought it ended in a satisfying way and didn't need to
1: read the rest of it. Yeah, we didn't want to have episode five and see where it didn't go. But. Exactly. Um, no, I I like getting out of my comfort zone with this. It's easy for me to sit around a table and go, all right, what are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? And just tie it together and just go off the, you know, off the cuff. And having more of a set plan has been a real nice challenge for me. And I like it. And I'm also not spoiling the story for myself. So Mm. I only read far enough along to where I think, okay, this is where I think we'll end on the next session. So that way I don't, overthink it in between sessions. Mm-hmm. So, That's interesting. It's been fun. Yeah. You know. right. So uh, how many sessions have you played this so far? Three so far. Like I said, Sunday we're going to try to double up and do catch two. Up. So we All can right. catch back up. Like I said, I, I've got a Eagle Scout Court of honor or, or border review I have to be at tomorrow for one of my Scouts uh, this week. And then in two weeks we've got another Scout thing that jumped up that I wasn't expecting. So I'm like, ah, I have so, to be the one that cancels, so. Based
0: on where you're at, how how many, if you had to guess, how many sessions do you think this game's going, this module's going to take to get through it? So you, you're three in, you got two coming up this weekend. Is that a third of the way? No.
1: 10% of the way? Uh, let's see, they should be, I think they end at level 10, and I think they'll be at level three or four. But okay. I don't think that's 30 or 40% in. Now, part of it is the first couple sessions were a little slower for me as I was trying to build the world with them mm-hmm. and i think i overcomplicated that a little bit too in some ways but the players also are not rushing to try to get through it they're enjoying kind of the world building and that story aspect of building their characters i think you could probably get through it quicker than we are but you know we're playing the game we want to play oh, yeah absolutely so i
0: i wonder if that's also something to to talk about a little bit is when you have someone like you who who loves the lore of Dragonlance so much or whatever setting it is, and you're running the game, the balance between wanting your players to know so they can appreciate that lore versus letting them be blithely ignorant of what's happening for the sake of the speed of the game. Cause I, you know, I can absolutely be like, oh, this is you know, Ezra Zelda or whatever. And the players don't know who that is, but you're like but they need to know who that is because like, so mm-hmm. like what is the balance between a download of information that they don't care about or may not care about, but you as a person who loves the setting, want them to appreciate versus just letting them go through the game, not being aware. I, I don't know that there is an answer, but do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I I don't force, I, I don't force that stuff on my players. Like the book does a good job of slowly building up some characters that you'll kind of, understand their story later so I don't really have to force it when I have played in Dragonlance in the past with other players that had didn't know the lore I jumped into the war of the lands which is where this is set so now draconians are on the planet and they've never been there before Mm -hmm. so I could introduce that to the players and the characters because it's never been there before so that was neat for me But, yeah, I don't force it on them. You know, if somebody says, what do I need to know to be a cleric? Well, here's the basics of the gods. Here's their interactions. How much more do you want to know? Mm -hmm. And then they're like, I'm good. Or they're like, well, why do those two gods not like each other? Like, well, here's why. And then I'll Mm -hmm. go into more of the story. But, you know, to me it's what does a player want to know? Yeah. And luckily for me, I've got two of the four players know Dragonlance pretty well. So when they first fought the Draconians, they knew what they were, but they played it really well. And they're like, my character doesn't know what this is. What do we do? And I'm like, thank you for not doing the whole, hey, this is on page 42 of the DMG or monster manual. And this is what it is. Mm. So, and Oh, thank you, Lee Winika, for saying congrats on your scouts. Make an eagle. It's been a long journey for some of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so to go in a complete tangent, but just uh, for some reason, even though Levanika has been with us for like half an hour now, um, I just wanted to also mention we did that that bonus episode with uh, with Levanika, yourself, myself, and then Kevin, where we did our draft, and. I, I had a ton of fun. I thought that was, it absolutely was exactly what I wanted it to be as far as us, you know, giving each other some good neighbor, good natured ribbing about some of our choices, but also making choices that I did not expect to make because of other choices and trying to like have the most well-rounded shelf. I believe the final tallies are in and I think I won uh, as I deserve to, I had the best shelf. Um, (laughs) But I was hoping, you know, there was a part of this like, this is going to like light a, you know, a fire and the, twitter sphere and people are going to be commenting and voting and and hopefully listening and i can say I, I did check my numbers today and actually it was high higher listen than some of our other episodes but it wasn't like abnormally high it wasn't like a standard deviation away from the others to like say oh it, it definitely did that um but it was <laughs> um it was a lot of fun and i definitely want to do it again the the question is what do we do next? Someone suggested board games. I think that's a very obvious uh, yeah. next step. Uh, but then I think categories would be very important there because you could do mm-hmm. board games a hundred times. Yeah. And like just do deck builders, just do strategy games, right. just do games that are in the bottom 50 of board game geek, or you know, like what are games that are came out in European games from the 1970s, whatever. Uh, so I think definitely board games eventually, if not next. But I want to I want to do some thinking about categories. Um, I'm personally thinking like like a board game party game, uh, something out of the board game geek top 25, and then like maybe one in the board game geek bottom 100 or something like like the some of the crappy games, uh, fan favorites, and of course a wild card, something like that. But then mm. we could do like mass media things. We I think we talked about that before, but mm. like uh, put together a D&D party. So, who's your mm-hmm. wizard out of all media? So, you could take wrestling, or you could take Gandalf or you could take Harry Potter, you know. And who's your fighter? It could be Aragorn or it could be uh Vin Diesel from uh uh
1: The Riddick. Was the one he, what's that The Riddick series?
0: Yeah, Riddick. Yeah, what I think of Riddick. So, you could absolutely do stuff like that where it's like put together a and d like, you know, you take five classes and then, you know, who's your bard, who's your wizard, who's your cleric out of all media that could be a ton of fun to do something like that
1: yeah uh the other one i thought of you know since i do a star wars podcast uh pick your your five crew but no, yep. none of them can be force users and uh, that yep. includes force sensitive so you could have your pilot your leader your heavy hitter um your face of your group and then your wildcard type thing mhm I thought that'd be kind of neat. And you could do that with uh, any setting. I guess you could do that with Star Trek. You could do that with, you know, your weight
0: Pick your weight team. Yeah. You know, pick your battle crew. Uh, so, I, again, had a ton of fun, want to do more. Uh, but I don't know if we just want to, like, oh, we're going to do this every week and then just make it a weekly thing and we do a whole bunch. Or if we want to do it more strategic, like, you know, once a month, once a quarter. Uh, like, what's the best way? You know, I, I was talking to someone recently about podcasts in general. And I've kind of got to the point where I do things that make me happy now. Like I, I've i kind of like we've been doing this for 12 years. If we were going to hit and become a critical role, it would have already happened. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen now. So, you know, I, I still take pride. I think we do a really good job most of the time. I think our episodes are really, really solid. But for whatever reason, they're just not hitting where they need to hit, probably because we're not on TikTok. That's not the only reason, but that's probably part of the reason. Uh, so I'm primarily focused on doing things that make me happy. Like I think Detention is one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I love I'll hanging out you. with you once a week. It's super easy. And you know, there's, it's so, there's no prep involved. I don't have to run a game and i don't have, like, you know, and editing's easy. And I had so much fun doing that, that I want to do more. But I'm trying to fight against my nature of like, well, let's do one every week. Because wow. I could definitely see myself falling into that trap. And then after like 10, then I'm done. Like can just like painting minis. Like I bought all this stuff for the airbrush. Am I still gonna be painting minis in six months? I don't know. But the next six months through some months, I'm gonna try to get through a bunch of them. So we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um Lee Wanika is saying some very, very kind things in chat. Thank you, sir. I I do really appreciate that. Um so I don't know. Like again, the, the the end of the day, I don't know. If anyone's listening who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, we began, we did a crossover pod um, with Tabletop Journeys. Lee Winnika uh, represented them. Kevin from Game Night Heroes represented that show, and then I represented the RPG Academy. Technically, Chris did too because he's here, but he was our commissioner, and we held a draft of the best RPG bookshelf. And we had six categories that you had to pick from. Um, so, you you know, it, it, it basically added some rules to make it a little bit harder, make it a little bit more thought-provoking. And it was really fun. And then we went to social media and we asked people to vote on who they thought did the best job. And, you know, social media... Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Ultimately, I won. Uh, So it did something (laughs) right for a change. But anyway, we're talking about doing more of these. And now Fox, please join us. Hey, buddy. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I mean, I, well, first of all, I love doing drafts. I do fantasy football and some other stuff like that. I love watching how a team will be built. I could do them weekly, but I think people would get bored real fast. I think monthly might be the limit. But then again, you know how quickly are going to are we going to run out of ideas and we're just recycling the same ideas. Mm. You know, we want to come up with some good unique ones. But yeah, we'll see. Come up with one for next month and we'll jump on there. Maybe next time have somebody else be the commissioner and I'll draft.
0: Yeah. That 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 would definitely be fun. I I could get into the the commissioner role. Maybe that could be uh like whoever wins is the commissioner or something like, so it, like you mm-hmm. win, but the the prize is that you don't actually participate in the next one type of a thing. Yeah. So I don't that know. Could work I Definitely. It uh, I know Lee Winick is here with us. Uh, I don't know if Kevin is listening now or in the future, but we have a, a, di- or a Twitter thread set up. So uh, I'll drop something in there uh, and we can start planning, uh, trying to see what we can do. All right, so we got about half an hour left before the Kickstarter ends. Um, so let's move into our second improv game. And this is Where Have My Fingers Been? This is a improv game where we're gonna take turns, once again, prompting each other to do a um, a little short scene that involves two or more uh, little finger puppet people doing a thing as you were prompted. So Chris, once again, it's just you and I. So do you wanna go first in terms of prompting me or in being prompted?
1: The dice says I get to give a prompt.
0: righty. So of course, uh, though he hasn't been here in a while, he's a very busy man and he does some very important work. So I'm not going to ever hold that against him. But New York Tater have to sing the song, or eventually he will come back and burn us all down. So where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been?
1: Uh boy, I didn't think ahead. Uh, you two people who have just discovered a uh, lotion because it's right next to me.
0: Ugh. Ugh, ugh. Are you, are you talking to me? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yes. Um, come here, sir. Have you seen this new uh, invention it just came out of France? It's called lotion. <laughs> are you saying lotion like kind of weird? Uh, no, sir. Lotion is different. This is lochon. All right. My wife said the mall. I got 5 minutes. What do you got? So, you apply this to your skin like so. It's a little thick, dude, That's what she said. Uh, anyway, uh, it causes <laughs> – I went way off the rails there. Uh, it causes your skin to become moisturized and actually protects you against the sun. Yes, that's called lotion. No, this is lotion. What's the difference? The price. And that's where my fingers have been. Yay.
1: Yeah. Yay. All righty. Everything so you... a fancy name. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going, but that's, of course, where yeah. I ended up.
1: All right. All right. Where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been?
0: Your fingers are hmm, trying to choose what game to play for your next gaming event, but everything suggested is not what you want. All right,
1: All right so I think we got a long night, so let's think about this carefully. Maybe we start with something friendly. Monopoly. Mm, I don't know if that's really friendly. I think it's something that we could all enjoy. But I like Monopoly. It's because you cheat and win every time. <laughs> mm, okay, fair enough. Uh, how about Twister? Mm, I'm 48. Maybe we shouldn't play Twister. <sighs> Why do you have to be so old, Dad? Because that's just kind of how things work. So let's try another game. What shall we play? Keep it friendly. All right, fine. Uh, risk. Mm, still not sure that's friendly. Yeah, but I can't cheat on that one. Eh, you have those loaded dice that Michael gave you. <sighs> fine. What do you want to play? Let's play Yahtzee. <sighs> but I can't use my load of dice on that. <sighs> Mom, dad's being mean. And that's where my fingers have bent.
0: Yay! Hey. So this is normally the part of the show where we would, um, <laughs> where, where we would uh, do cryptozoology. We talk about a monster, usually related D and D, but not always. Talk about maybe some interesting ways we could use it in the future, maybe some ways we've used it in the past. Uh, we did not prep for that tonight again because mm-hmm. we're doing the the Action Twelve Cinema thing. So instead. Uh, Why don't we talk more about the faculty retreat? Because we we didn't have a lot of time to recap about this. is Usually we talk about that a lot. Um, So if anyone doesn't know, once now, twice a year, uh, the RPG Academy and just those in sort of a circle around us gather and have a little private convention. There's usually 20-ish people that show up and we just play games for literally Mm -hmm. like two and a half straight days. It's like play games till you sleep. When you wake up you play games again. It's Maybe my favorite time of the year. I absolutely love it. Uh, we just had our, what well, I called it, our spring um, faculty retreat. Half the people were calling it winter. We were in Grand Rapids, and it did snow, so maybe winter makes more sense. Um, and we're now currently planning our fall one. Uh, but what all, like, what all did you get to play? Did you play anything new, get anything off your bucket list, favorite events, anything you want to share about this most recent faculty retreat?
1: Well, I, obviously, I played Marvel Zombies because... I really wanted to play that one um, and I enjoyed it. It's, you know, exactly what Zombicide should be. And now that I have understand the rules a little better, uh, it was, it, it'll play a lot smoother next time. I really like the, I really like the way it plays. I like the hunger giving you more dice, but I also like the fact that you spawn a lot more baddies to come in there and mess with you. I think it plays a little faster than some of the other Zombicide's. You know, and I'm a big fan of Zombicide, so um, I enjoyed that one. I'm trying to think, of what else did we play? Oh, that the, we played that train game. The trolley. The trolley. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big
0: fan of that one.
1: I think. Who was I? I feel like in the right
0: group, that could be a ton of fun. And not to say that we didn't have a good group for it, but we had a mi- kind of a mixture of the right people. And I think there needs to be a lot more drinking involved. But I don't drink, and that was part of the problem, I think, because it's essentially it's an as an arguing game. Yeah. um you just try to argue which side's right and you try to convince someone that you're right versus you know they are the other team's right, and you got cards, which can make it more or less likely. Could it have just been the cards we got, too? Because I, I felt like – we I think we played three or four rounds. I felt like there was an obvious winner every yeah. time. Like, outside of arguments, just the cards made it seem pretty clear who the winner was. So that kind of took some of the fun away from it. Um, so I, I would i would play it again, but it wasn't my favorite of the weekend for sure.
1: Uh, it wasn't mine either. I'm with you. i I'm not a big fan of the games where you have to argue. And in that situation, it just became everybody – Arguing, and it was really whoever talked the loudest, which sets off, you know, my sensory right. stuff, and I'm like, all right. But even within the same quiet. team, like,
0: yeah, you'd have three or four people on a team, but only really like one or two people were talking, or only one or two people were being heard because they were talking over everyone else, even on their own
1: team. And yeah. so yeah, so that that part of the reason I didn't like it either. Yeah, uh, I did get to play Battlestar Galactica.
0: Oh uh, yeah, how did that go?
1: Uh, it went well. And it was one that Brad said he'd wanted to play because he's never played it with somebody who knows the rules. Uh, It played exactly like Battlestar Galactica. If you're a human, there's a struggle. If you're the Cylons, you get a little bit easier. Uh, You just have to be sneaky. And luckily for the Cylons, which I wasn't, the cards played in their favor. So the humans lost. But it was fun, and I think Brad enjoyed the fact that somebody that knew the rules could run the game and he could just sit back and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's one that you have to invest a couple hours into. And if you don't like the traitor mechanic, it's not a game for you. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it because I like trying to figure out who's who or trying to convince people I'm not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fun for me. Um, what were some of the games you played that you wanted to play? So, again,
0: I got to play the Marvel Zombie side game, uh, which I've been wanting to play for a while. Um, I finally got. Uh, Terraforming Mars, that has been on my bucket list for a very long time. It was fun, but it wasn't, like, I didn't love it. And I know a lot of people who, like, it's, like, their favorite game or it's one of their favorite games. And it was just okay. Like, it, I didn't dislike it all. It was definitely a, a, an enjoyable game. But I kind of, maybe my expectations were unbalanced because I just I thought I was going to walk away from that being like, this is my life now. And I was all just right. like, that was cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got to play Cabo, which is a game I wanted to learn how to play so I could play with my family. Because I've said this before, I don't like trying to teach my kids games that I'm also learning. Right. Uh, part of it is just that sort of authority thing. Like, I don't want them to see me fumbling with the rules. Plus, it's just, I'm afraid that if I present a bad experience, they're not going to like the game and it's not the game's fault, it's my fault. So I try to learn a game before I teach them. And Cabo was... Really simple. It was very easy to learn. Once I once I played it, I like was like, "Oh, I I I could have figured this one out." Uh, but I have since played it with the kids. They really liked it. The wife too. So it definitely was a hit. Uh, Cascadia was another game I want to play with the kids. I got to play it. Um, it's sort of like a version of Wingspan. I know that was like one of the big hits over the weekend. Lo- several people wanted to play it. It got played a couple times. Uh, Kaylee for one. Jared for one mm. wanted to play it. And it's a very sort of chill game where you're you're not really competing with other people. You're just kind of trying to build the best version of your game. And if you happen to have more points at the end than other people, you win, but that's not really the design of the game from my experiences. It's more like you're just kind of doing your own little thing. And Cascadia kind of works the same way. It's like, you're just trying to do your thing, but at the end you count points. Uh, I have not had a chance to play it with the boys yet just because we haven't had that much time, to, but it's definitely one we're going to play. So I, I'm really glad I got to play that one as well. Uh, no no RPGs. We talked a little bit about playing Die Laughing, maybe Action 12 Cinema, maybe some Savage Worlds. But again, it's just that's not the right environment for RPGs, yeah. I found. Like, it's just there's just easier to break into board games, plus RPGs usually take too long. It's like it's a longer commitment. Yeah. Um, trying to think was there anything else that i played hanabi yep of course that was the first game that we played and god love brad to death i don't know what i think his brain was still in ohio because (laughs) he i got played with him he knows how to play he's good at the game and he did two two specific things that we're all like like are you just don't want to play because you're trying to like yeah. Ruined the game or something because it was just like, why did you do that? So I just think his brain was misfiring at, at some points. um But it's still fun. That's that's the reason I like the games. It's, it's funny even when you're doing poorly. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, if if you want to go again, I'll I'll keep thinking. I know because we played stuff all weekend. I played a bunch. Yeah, of
1: I, I, I can't remember the name of the other game, but we were all heroes and Bob played kind of the bad guy, and you had to uncover tiles and I can't remember the name of it.
0: Oh, villain uh, and valor, valor and villain. Val-
1: yes, thank you. I like yeah, that th- one.
0: It's basically D and D, the board game. Like we had classes and abilities, mm-hmm. and we had to explore and find dungeons, and then find monsters, fight monsters, and eventually fight the big main bad guy sort of a thing.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Uh, played here we slay, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son bought that for me for Father's Day because he read the back and thought it'd be fun. We played it a couple times at home. He loved it. Flash forward, he decides, you know, or he's leaving for college, and he decides to come and go, hey, I really like this game. Could I take it with me? <laughs> and I'm like, sure. Like, it's not a game that I'm going to sit around and play with, you know, my wife or anything like that. It's definitely more of a game you get, you know, a group of people together. And, right, yeah. You know, play something pretty quick. I uh, got to play The Mind. Mm-hmm. I always like The Mind. You know, we did play, I played a couple games of Hanabi. Um no perfect games. Yeah, but. I didn't get to play the mind at all.
0: Like that this just weird. That's another game that I almost always get to play at these retreats. It's a lot of fun. It just didn't happen for me.
1: Yeah, I like to play it in between games when people are wrapping up. Uh, we played a couple other party games. Um, I know you guys played. Uh, what is it? And uh,
0: no, Donner Party.
1: That, oh, my wife that might have been my one.
0: favorite event if I had to pick one. Uh, just because it was so much fun. We were all laughing. And that had more to do with who we were playing with. Um, Gene just was a riot at that particular moment. Uh, It was a really fun game. Lots of laughs. Uh, You know, it's basically, it's a a werewolf style social deduction. Are you a cannibal or not? Um, But it's based off the Donner Party, which is kind of a tragic event, but they made a fun game out of it, so whatever. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I was laughing so hard during that game. And I I got to play with your wife in that one. So that was
1: a good time. Yeah, that's a pretty easy to learn game and you know it, it is a little werewolf but you're still playing cards mm-hmm. so it adds a little randomness to it and it makes it a little easier for you to kind of try to throw shade at somebody else so yep, i like that one that was a fun one
0: yeah that was a good time um there was another one that came to mind that i got to play and now my, my oh um the marvel dice thrones yes I got to play that uh, and I won, which always makes me like games better. <laughs> uh, I played a three, three-way that game. I played um, Miles Morales' Spider-Man yeah. and Chris played Wanda and somebody played Loki and I can't think of who that person was. I think it was Brad. Was it Brad?
1: Yeah, because I was- Okay, yeah, it was
0: Brad. But no, he played Thor. He, yep. He played it... Thor because he kept throwing Mjolnir at me. Yeah. yeah um, he's... It's basically battle Yahtzee. Like you roll dice, uh, and you're looking for patterns or or groups like uh, five in a row, four in a row, three and two, two and two, type of a thing. Uh, but it's all themed around Marvel superheroes. But they're fighting each other, so it'd be cool if there was like a way to like be cooperative. Which I know the they're like the fantasy version, which was the original, was kickstarted your friend Clay, right? Uh-huh. He had, and he brought it last year, and it's like a and d thing where you got go through in a dungeon on an adventure, and I didn't play it, but I saw you playing, and I was like, oh, that looks fun, and that's why I ended up getting the Marvel version. Yeah.
1: It's fun. The the adventure, I think is what they call it, is where you go through the little dungeon. We've played it with the Marvel characters. It's a little rough. You need a healer, and they don't have a great healer in the Marvel one. Mm. They don't have a great healer in any of them, but on the fantasy one, it's a little easier to get through it, but... Yeah, I really like that one. It's easy to learn. It's easy to teach. You know, roll dice, match symbols. You're good or you're not. You know, there's Mm -hmm. not too much more to it. Uh, And it's something somebody can pick up that, you know, doesn't have to have a lot of experience playing board games.
0: I didn't get to play it, but I know that the Star Wars um, deck, or, yeah, Star Wars deck builder, was a big hit. And apparently it's like Star Realms. It's it's basically Star Realms, but it's Star yeah. Wars, which I, I do like Star Realms. It's not a game I play a lot, but it, when it first came out, because I like Deck Builders, it's a really fast mm-hmm. game to play. So I can see well that would be a hit. And actually that was, it just reminded me Star Wars, the Clone Wars, basically the pandemic-style game. Yep. I got to play it. That was another one's been on my bucket list since a Catacon, because everyone talked about it like a Catacomb. That was like the, the biggest thing in the world last year. <laughs> uh, so I finally got that one, and I'm also trying to get those minis painted. Those are all primed, but I haven't painted them yet. Yeah,
1: I played that a couple times. It's fun. I didn't play it at the retreat, but I've played it a few times. And I'm not a big pandemic fan. I don't really like the way that that board game plays. Mm-hmm. It's I've played it a handful of times, and every time I just we get to a point, it's like, well, we can't win. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, so, I like looking at it and going, yep, I can win. Now, I say that I play a lot of Zombicide, and my win-loss ratio is probably 50-50, but at least that one, I can see how we made the mistake. Right. Where Pandemic, I feel like, well, the cards just drew wrong.
0: So, yeah, sometimes it's just luck of the draw, yeah. uh, or the unlock of the draw. Yeah. It's but my wife, Pandemic is one of the few games that she likes to play, so a Pandemic version that's also Star Wars. I thought my kids would like that. It has the mini, so you get to move around a little bit. So I thought it was worth trying again. you got so many people were talking about it last year at a Catacon, and it was it's fun. Like I, I don't know if I would even say it's better than regular Pandemic, but if I if I haven't played with the wife yet, but if she likes it, then it's definitely something we will get to play. Uh, and I just remember the other thing I had to play was Clank i love Clank. clank is a -hmm. a, definitely one of my favorite games and i got the new version which is the dungeon version which has um the tiles so it's kind of like um house on the haunted hill you reveal Mm -hmm. tiles as you explore so it's not a set board that you go through every time it adds a randomness randomness element and um i played that with tom and tom really liked it he'd never played clank at all before and he had a really good time unfortunately that we played it sunday as we were still trying to pack up, and then I had a weird stomach issue again. Three days of the worst diet yeah. in the world, so I had to like take a break in the middle. But had it still had a good time. Uh, I do like that game quite a bit, so that's that's another one that I want to get to the table with my boys.
1: Yeah, um, I try. We did. I played betrayal on the house on the hill.
0: We I think we played it together. I, yeah. I turned out to be the bad guy. It was a, it was kind mm-hmm. of a weird scenario, and we also yeah. did some of the rules wrong. We talked about later. Yeah. That's which right. made it almost impossible for me to to win. But I don't want to win as the bad guy. I just want it to be closer. Like I right. want it to be more exciting at the end. But yeah. uh um uh,
1: so Yeah, that was definitely a scenario that was not geared towards the bad guy winning. Yeah. Which has always been my critique of that game is some of them are so skewed towards the bad guy winning, why do it? And then others aren't. I prefer the ones where, you know, weird as it sounds, it becomes a free for all in that game. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of those, and it's like, all right, race to get out, and you're racing to shoot each other or whatever, and that's kind of fun. I can't think of any other games that I played that weekend. Um, I know I played a lot of the longer games, which is fine. I Mm -hmm. I like sitting there for two, three hours and playing the same game with the same people. And Bob making old fashions didn't hurt.
0: Yeah, there was definitely a lot. We had an old-fashioned off Uh, other Michael and Bob, uh, did some taste testing and comparisons. I believe Bob's came out slightly ahead overall, Uh, but I don't think anybody was complaining about Michael's either.
1: No, uh, I would, I would give the nod to Bob. I thought his was a little better. Just a little more flavor to it. Not as much bite, but I'm not a huge mixed drink fan. I'd rather just sip on on something and relax, but that's me.
0: Yeah, I had a couple of L8s over the weekend. Those were good. Actually, I think I had one. Yeah, I brought some from Michael. I was trying to bring some to share. Uh, had some good food, but again, it just it, I, I have a pretty bland diet. I've been eating a lot of fast food lately, but it's still pretty bland stuff. And then I had a lot of like uh, more spicy food than I normally have. So yeah, it was, it was great. But by Sunday, my stomach was like, what are you doing? Why stop? And it's like, okay, I'm going to make you stop now. But it was a good time. I, again, it was absolutely so, so much fun. And then uh, we're going to try to do it again in the last week of September. I think right now is our tentative dates. Of course, we have a catacomb in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could mention that there'll be a Kickstarter launching August 15th, I think will be the day the Kickstarter goes live. So if you are someone who wants to come and support uh, our event or just again, throw some support our way, uh, the Kickstarter will be a great way to do that because it's going to have a pretty high goal and, We need to hit it so we can pay our deposits, all that kind of good stuff. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting started on that. It's going to be a lot of the same as last year, which is great because I don't have to like think about stuff. It's just like, yeah, we'll do the same thing again. Uh, But every year we try to make small improvements. Uh, Our theme for this year, I think I might be the only one that appreciates it. But that has always been the guiding (laughs) star for me. If it makes me chuckle, it works. And uh, it won't be much longer that I'm going to be able to start revealing the artwork for it. And it, uh, it makes me laugh. So that's all that matters.
1: We could do a live draft there. Let the crowd decide.
0: I actually was thinking about that. That might be a fun live show is to do a live draft. Um, And we could even do like an audience thing. Like, um, so like there's three people on the stage and then we do like a quick audience random, like, okay, you get to pick someone, the next person, you get to pick one. So we have like five or six random people from the audience fill in their version. And then we would have uh, a vote either in the audience or maybe put on Twitter for an hour and then announce it later. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Or we could even then, just
0: leave a new convention and then go to karaoke. We did do karaoke last year and it was a huge hit. Yes. We are definitely doing karaoke again this year.
1: That was For those that aren't tone deaf, it was a lot of fun.
0: I'm not a karaoke person, but I love doing things that l- bring other people joy, and I got told over and over again that people loved the karaoke, so that will
1: definitely be happening. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that... I, can't... I was doing something at that time. I can't remember what it was. Whoops. Yeah. I. The thing
0: I'm wondering about, I'm not sure if I'm going to do the murder mystery again. I, th- I think it might be time to retire that and Scooby-Doo Dread. I feel like it. I have a lot of fun doing them, but I almost feel like is it time to do a new one? But then having to make, make up a new one, it's it's a lot of work. Like I've I've mm-hmm. done those so many times, I've refined them so much, I can kind of run them like in my sleep now, which is good because they're a fun event, but they don't there's not a low investment for me. But I do enjoy the creation of games. That's part of you know part of the reason why Action 12 Cinema exists. And this is part of the reason why those games, because I enjoy creating them and and narrowing them down. But you and I talked about doing a a Dread LARP Star Wars game, mm-hmm. but we haven't really sat down to do that. And it, it takes a lot of work. If we're going to yeah. do it, it can't just be something we just do. Like it has to yeah, be planned wanna... out. And at this point, I don't know if we're going to have time to get it together by then.
1: No, I'd want to test it a few times and make sure we get it right and try to figure that one out. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the murder mystery and I haven't done your Scooby-Doo Dread because usually while you're doing that, I'm covering the desk. So you guys yeah. can all go do that but the murder mystery seems to be a, a pretty big hit.
0: Usually yeah, it, you sell out. It, it, it has been, but I also wonder how many people, like, I feel like almost everybody who's wanted to do it has done it at this point. So I just don't know, but I don't know. I probably will. Cause I say that every year, but it, almost, almost every year when we do our catacon recaps and I'm like, what was my favorite event? It was like the ones that I ran were my favorite things <laughs> I did. And I ran this and that. So um, I will probably do them again just because people seem to like them. Um, and that's making other people happy makes me happy. That's my kink. I have a, what? what is that? I have a, <laughs> uh, there's a word for it. I can, my brain's not working. Make, making other people happy makes me happy. There's a, a word for that. People pleaser, I think. Yeah, that's what it is. So making other people happy makes me happy. So I enjoy making other people happy. And I don't mean that sexually, but I yeah. also mean that sexually. Yeah. Um, that's so, just
1: being a good person.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe my kink is like being a decent human being, but uh, that doesn't have a good ring to it.
1: Yeah, I thought in this world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we got 12 minutes to go. No, we got six minutes to go. Uh, but we are still where we have most recently been, and that is where we lost one backer. We are currently at 222 backers, 140% funded, $7,039. Uh, I would love to see it go up. Again, of course, but uh, no real complaints with with where we're at for these last six minutes.
1: So, um, yeah, pump, I'll pump. I have to figure out what I want to run this year. I'm going to retire one of my Star Wars uh, stories, and maybe I'll have to write a new one. Or I might just run a, a another episode of Shadow of the Demon Lord, but actually put a little more thought into it instead of just doing an improv game. Mm-hmm. See what I can come up with. I mean, I you're
0: going to have Weird Wizard this year. I don't know if it'll actually be out. There'll probably be a play start, quick start by then.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed the the little sample adventure we did. Mm-hmm. I like that little quick story and how you had that different things that happened in between each wave of zombies. I thought that was pretty creative. Maybe I'll run something like that. Maybe it won't be zombies though. Maybe it'll be, okay. you know, sparkly vampires. Or it could
0: be mushroom zombies. Do a Last of Us, Shadow of the Demon Lord crossover. Possible.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'll do something different. I'll have to think about it. I might actually have some time someday.
0: Yeah. Well, again, uh, the, the theory is that when we do our faculty retreats, we are planning for a catacomb. We could actually do that. Like, just yeah. block out an hour and say, okay, I know we're all here to have fun, but let's spend an hour get our stuff together and some of that could be deciding covering desk schedules, who's running certain events, uh, maybe even working on it because I would love to do uh, my... That's what we should do this year. We should make sure you play Scooby-Doo Dread mm-hmm. and then that with that knowledge of what it's like to be the player, I want to do the same thing Star Wars. But the gimmick that I created for my first Star Wars, which I still want to keep is that I have uh, a, a Jenga set And some of the blocks, the randomly blocked are um, black dots and some of them randomly have white dots, not all of them. There's like 10 of each and those represent light and dark side. So as you're pulling bricks, sometimes you have no choice but to pull a brick that has the dark side. And there was a, in the version I did, there was a mechanical weight to that. For one, you did not put it back on the tower. You kept it to the side, which actually makes Dread harder in some ways because you don't Right. It gives you less options in the future, and if any person ended up pulling too many dark side bricks, they would become uh, basically tainted and be- and turn against the rest of the party. So there was a mechanic of trying to figure out, okay, well someone has to pull a black brick next or uh, you know dark side brick. Who who has who hasn't got done one yet? Who can go next? And so there there becomes a, a secondary mechanic of who goes next type of a thing. Cause you don't just always go in a circle. So I still think there's a, I think there's a, I think there's something there. I think that is a mechanic that would be fun to explore, but I don't know enough about Star Wars. The, the version I did, they were searching an old base for a Jedi holocron and there were mm-hmm. like ghosts there and they were interacting with them. So I still think there's a, there's a nugget there to build off of, but I think with your help, we could make that like special. So.
1: Could you even do it? The first person that knocks the tower over? instead of their character dying, their characters could go to the dark side.
0: You could. So usually when I do Scooby-Doo Dread, the tower only falls once and that enters into mm-hmm. the the end game. But you could still do the same thing there, uh, but it's still only because it usually con games three to four hours, the tower might only fall once. Um, really? so Definitely you thought... could be something, um, you know, and maybe it could be when the tower falls, whoever has the most dark side bricks becomes the person. So it's not just the person who knocks it over, but, it, but maybe, yeah, but again, that's something we need to, yeah, need to yeah. talk about. I mean, maybe to try it, yeah. like run it a couple of times one way, run it a couple times the other, see what works out best. But I definitely think there's a nugget there to, to make a really cool Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, Bob's in. He says, never mind, it's. And then we have um, yeah, I'm not- Asterix. So I don't know. I don't know if that was them asterisk themselves or if they said something that the system was like no we can't have that so I don't know what that means Bob sorry
1: yeah we could make up I don't know what it was in reference to
0: oh it went up so we have 111 seconds and it looks like someone I wonder if that was Bob maybe I was like I backed (laughs) yes Bob just backed thank you Bob that's what it was uh, so Bob has back. So we're back to 223 backers. We have 96 seconds to go. So we're currently at $7,051. All right. So I'm going to sit here and just hit refresh 88 seconds, 84 <laughs> seconds. No one's, no one's going to want to listen to me. Count all this down. So we got yeah. about a minute and a half. Uh, so anything else? Cause we will, we will sign off fairly quickly once we're done here. Cause I actually got to do some Kickstarter stuff. Um, when we're done. So oh, anything fine. else about a catacomb or is anything in general you want to say before we
1: close up shop? Curious to see where everybody's going to be staying for a catacon. You know, if, if the Hard Rock's going to be open or if we're going to find another now, hotel. Hard Rock will definitely
0: not be open. I have proposals from uh, three hotels, one including the one we did last year, which is the furthest away. It's also the cheapest. And right now I'm leaning towards that one because it's the cheapest.
1: I mean, that's a factor for everybody. You know, it's, and
0: I didn't think it was that far. like it, Driving versus walking. But still, it wasn't that big. It was like a five, seven-minute drive. It wasn't a big deal.
1: I, the nice thing with the connected hotel is a lot of times, hey, it's 11 o'clock. We're closing. Ah, but I'm not done with this game. Meet you in the bar. Yeah, And you just go upstairs, finish the game right. upstairs. But, but there
0: mm-hmm. won't be any connected hotels open this year. Next yeah. year, there probably will be. Uh, the two that are closer are still like four to five blocks away. It's like they're not
1: that's not bad. close.
0: I mean, they're not bad, but it's not like they're also next door. I mean, you're still gonna have to walk a few blocks and the weather in Ohio, November last year, it was like a balmy 70 every night. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, it could be 28 degrees. So, all right, we we'll are see. done. It is officially closed. We finalized once again, 223 backers, Bob being our most recent, Bob, thank you so much for jumping there. And at the end, and I believe if I looked originally, the first backer was Targris. I think they're actually the one that got in first. I'm trying to. Yeah. Yep. Targris was the very first person. And then Grant, who was in here with us, well, Foxblade was number two.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: So that is super exciting. Again, now I got to do a little bit of work. Uh, I'll send this out in the update, If for anybody who's listening, basically the, the the timeline is in the next two weeks, you're gonna get a copy of the game. That's uh, gonna be what I call the ugly version. It's pretty much what I've been using as a working copy, but it'll have all the rules. You can go play the game right away. I'm gonna do just, um, basically, I'm gonna add in a few things that um, I've learned over the last, last few play tests, the, the needle drop mechanic, a couple other like explain explanatory sections, but it's gonna be basically the book I have now. So everyone's gonna get a copy within two weeks. Then it's gonna go through, a, a not a rewrite, because I'm not rewriting, but like a writing pass. I'm just going to touch up, try to clean up, maybe right. expand a few things. I'm going to give myself six weeks to do that. I don't think it'll take nearly that long, but I'm just trying to build in some buffer. Uh, and at that point it's about getting the art and then getting it to editing, get it to layout and then getting it printed and shipped. We are using a printer in China. I actually didn't realize that. I thought it was a USA printer originally, but it's not. So even once we get the books ordered, it's like four months, you know, for them to get printed yeah. and shipped over here. Um so we gave ourselves a year, but I'm actually hopeful that we might have them uh, much earlier than that. But can't say for sure. I, part of me wants it to be here by catacom, but I, at this point, I don't. I don't think that's doable just with the shipping and printing times. But maybe uh, we shall see. So, all right. So, any final things from you, Chris, before we sign off for tonight?
1: No, just glad that the campaign went successful. You know, looking forward to get my copy.
0: Yeah, I, I can hand deliver yours. Yeah. <laughs> But you won't get your six hours for shipping back.
1: Eh, That's fine. (laughs) Just keep keep it. It's like like at a restaurant. Keep the change. It's a tip. Yeah,
0: exactly. Awesome. Well, everybody who was hanging out with us tonight, thank you whether you're still here or you jumped in and out. I just appreciate you. Anyone listening now or in the future, thanks for being here. Uh, Normally, this show's a little bit different because we're actually more focused. We usually have a guest. We do a lot more actual TTRPG stuff. So if this was your first detention don't make it your last. Come back and hang out with us again in a couple weeks. weeks. Uh, come to a catacomb. It's a really wonderful time. Join our discord. It's an amazing group of nerdy people and I love every one of them. Me too. And uh, I guess I just remember if you're having fun,
1: you're doing it right.
0: Thanks. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby